Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Oh, shit. <laughs> that might get cut. I don't know. The old man. Oh, right. shit. Oh, <laughs> I'm plopping this chair. Hey, buddy. Hello. What the hell is happening? Uh, an experienced grand podcast? Yeah, it is. Uh, I just realized that I never explained to you off mic my idea for the intro. Yeah, I didn't know how I was going to segue um, into what you wanted. <laughs> so, now you have veto power, because I do have a backup. Oh, okay. Um, But if you hate it... Is this a veto power that is just applied to everything from this point forward I can veto? No, just this... Oh, damn. This next idea for an intro, you can veto this. But if you don't like it, you gotta stick with the plan B. Which is usually worse. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Because I had plan B first, actually. So that would probably be plan A. I'm gonna give you a little bit of advance notice. I would be the worst deal or no deal player... The first briefcase I get, I'm going to keep I've because seen, I don't play dangerously. I've seen that game a handful of times. I have no idea how it's played. You get a briefcase. You okay. pick one. There's money inside or maybe a bad thing. Like, I think there might be like three things that like if you get it, you're out there, or there's zero dollars or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you have that money and you can pick a new one to switch with with the contents unseen. That's it. That's the game. It is. Oh, so you pick one uh-huh. and then it's your oh, choice. Oh, I've got $200, but there's a million dollars out there. There's 100000 mm-hmm. in play. I'm going to draw a briefcase so, so or then, suitcase. Let me ask this. because I don't, So what is the bank bullshit? Is that just like people that are like, we'll offer you this amount to not play? I think that's at the very end or when they say they're going to quit, they bring the bank in and then they do this little deal. We'll offer you this for that. Uh, I think specifically, like, we'll give you this much. I don't... Uh, actually, you know what? I don't remember how the bank works. See? But it is something very similar to that. Nobody knows! It's, where they bull- give it's a made-up game! They give you kind of a bullshit deal that you take, and it'll lessen your odds, I think. Howie Mandel just told really weird puns that distracted everyone until nobody knew what the bank was about. And then somebody's like, I take that briefcase! <laughs> he... he blew their minds with illusion what it is all right i got it i remember is when in deal or deal deal or note there's like 30 something suitcases it's a ridiculous I think so. fucking 25 amount. or 30 it's a high number when you're down to like two or three the odds become something you've eliminated a lot of things yeah, so I you think, have like so that would be when the bank comes yes, in and that's like, when the bank comes in so there's like you have a possibility of two hundred fifty thousand, yes. but we'll give there's you 100 a zero if on you, the field too but we'll so. give you 100 if you walk away yes yeah. that's what it is that's what it is that's bullshit mm-hmm. i would take the bank's offer i'd be like yeah you're probably right because usually it's the offer the bank is giving you is better than what you have but not better than what you could get or not as bad as what you could get yeah so i would fucking take that bank offer absolutely yeah yeah you don't you don't want me to take a choice that will fucking haunt me for the rest of my life if sure. i lose yeah. yeah give me that fucking extra little change give me that guarantee yeah, absolutely I, i'm kind of with you man like so, i think <laughs> i don't know is that the realist in you uh yeah i am real enough to know that i have a fucking gene inside of me somewhere genetically that will just cause the worst possible outcome to happen and if i'm given that like two-way decision 
I'm going to pick the wrong one every fucking time. I thought you were going to say... It's never going to go the right way. You have the gene of a quitter. I have the gene of a quitter. Like somewhere uh, back in like a long line, there's been just a bunch of Demarests that are just quitters. Honestly, I don't really quit things unless they're people. <laughs> like I stick with my hobbies and activities or if I start something, I usually finish it. If I get like a project in my mind, like, man, I'm going to fucking do it. Really? Oh, People man. and friendships, I'll fucking end. No problem. I'm not that way. Like, I say that I'm going to do it. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't do so many ideas that I've had. It's terrible. Well, sure. I mean, but then you also, if you're like me, you weigh the ideas. And some of those ideas are good to just be uh. ideas. You start getting into the weeds and actualizing <laughs> those ideas. And you're like, fuck, I'm an I'm idiot. I'm a dreamer, baby. <laughs> this is dumb. What was I thinking? So sometimes it's good just to have those ideas. Who would have made a better deal or no deal host? Howie Mandel, who was the host, or <laughs> I feel like there's a bias coming in. Polly Shore. Did you have that in your head beforehand or come up with that after you said Howie Mandel, who is the current host? No, I had I had this question in my mind. I just presented it horribly when I actually spoke it okay. aloud. I would go with Howie Mandel still because I don't like Polly Shore. Not at all. I think he's kind of annoying. I see what he's doing. But he's supposed to be, I kind of think. So is Andy Dick, but it doesn't mean I like it. (sighs) I think Andy Dick's much more extreme. I like Andy Dick too. Like, not as a person. I think think it's the cringe thing. I I think it is too. Yeah. I'm really into that. And and for those who don't know, Kyle is real big into cringe humor. The Office is his jam. Um, and more so than that just yeah, human I, tragedy <laughs> interests you sometimes man i don't know it's a weird thing that's i don't know <laughs> hashtag nihilism baby Woo. uh i love cringe i love i oh. just recently learned there are two schools of nihilism oh shit and one uh it's not gonna be knowledge because i don't fucking remember it because you read it on the internet once i got you were knowledge and it. went into like articles and articles and articles i spent like an hour and a half reading into this i remember shit. when you were talking about nihilism i like got so into it yeah <laughs> i got so into you it you were talking about it pretty hardcore for like a day but no so. i don't remember any of it <laughs> <laughs> so it did me no good well that's nihilism at its core but then. there is something called cosmic or like uh, uh i think it is cosmic nihilism i think that's kind of the one i subscribe and, and, to is that and essentially just... the the uh, what the analogous examples of it is the Bojack Horseman nihilism versus the Rick and Morty nihilism. <sighs> and the Rick and Morty nihilism is we're all fucked. Let's just drink till we die. There's nothing we can do. The universe means nothing. There's no meaning to anything. It just doesn't fucking matter. That's it is kind like kind of my the deepest darkness. Yeah. Right. And then there's the Bojack nihilism, which is not which is, I think, the cosmic uh, nihilism. I'm not entirely sure on this. But this was done by, uh, is it Kunst? Kunst? I think I might be wrong on this. There's See, this is why you Nietzsche. do not drink. I think there's a Kunst. Uh, it's not Nietzsche. There's another nihilist uh, guy. It's something like that. Oh, uh, whatever. Who cares? But the Bojack school of thought for nihilism is that even though there is no point of the universe, you try to do a little bit better. Sure. Okay. You can always do better yourself and you can always keep trying. There the the meaning is for self-improvement. You you yeah. you put no right. meaning into everything else around you. You put meaning into yourself I and like trying that. to be the best you can. That that appeals to my narcissism. That's where I'm at and yeah. I think that's the nihilism I'm in. Cuz I would think that I'm 
So it's basically the same school of thought. Just one is like, hey, man, you're here, though. There's no point to anything. Why try to be better? Life sucks. Let's just get drunk and create clones and who fucking cares? Yeah, that's it. The other is like, hey, man, you're here for a short time. But so are these people. Why you got to be a dick? Maybe make it a little better. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. cool, because I subscribe to... I like that a lot better, because all these people want to leave a lasting impact, and my thought is, why? The mm-hmm. sun's going to blow up, and it's all going to go away anyways. It doesn't matter. Who Agreed. cares? I, Just be cool, man. I definitely agree with that when it comes to thinking about generations down the line. Like, I just can't care. I just can't. I, I've tried to care. I don't. What I care about is trying to make everything around me, specifically, a little bit better, because that's what I can control. That's what I can do. There you go. And I think you make a legacy that way just as you would fucking like, I don't know, making a rocket. Up next on MP. <laughs> we bring you. I'm sorry. What was your question you were going to ask me that I'm going to re- not refuse and just take it? <laughs> oh, man. We're back to that. I mean, uh, maybe. So it was. Just, all right. So <laughs> you can you can just veto it real quick. Uh, so my buddy was talking about this game where. You just try to have a conversation in okay. movie quotes, and really the only rule is that oh, you shit. can't use the same movie twice. Okay. So like, I go. could use the same movie you quoted from, but you okay. couldn't use it again. And after I used it, I couldn't use it again. Sure. I don't. I won't veto this. That said, you're going to do better at you this think than I am. I was really worried about it, and I've been thinking about it all day. Oh, you fucker. Well, well like, you just, should have given me a heads up so I'm, I could have quotes ready to let go. Me explain. <laughs> I haven't been thinking about, like, quotes because I, I i i like to be fair okay and impartial. but i was thinking like <laughs> holy shit this is i don't know if i can do this okay all right yeah um hmm i can i'll definitely try let's, yeah, i let's don't try. mind so a healthy bit of improv you, you go till somebody can't Wait. continue the conversation okay i think it's gonna be real quick i think it might be i don't even i'm so the I can give you all kinds of knowledge on films. I can't fucking quote You're not them a quoter. to save my life. I'm not a quoter. I've seen Hot Rod forty times. I can maybe tell you two lines from that fucking movie. Well, see, I've seen Hot Rod a handful of times, and I don't feel like I can quote. Don't bring me nothing with cherries in it, little girl. It upsets my stomach. Something like that. Yeah. You who shitheads? I just found this bag of fireworks in the moist room. Care to light them with me? See, they're doing good. That's Man. it. Yeah. That's it. The two Danny McBride lines. That's all I can remember. <laughs> um. But all right. How are we? Get, all right. How do we start this conversation? I don't know. I mean, we could have right there with the line about the firecrackers. What's a good? See, I don't even know what a good hello line is. <laughs> I can't even think. I can't either. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I was thinking. I was like, how do you do? Oh, that? Okay. Can it be TV show quotes too? Because See, I can start. I can at least start a, a conversation. Fucking who cares? All right. I like, I'm fine with it if you're fine. All right. Let's see what happens. All right. How you doing? Do I have to say what it's from too? If, or are if we I gonna, ask. We're going to get. No, that? if I ask. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'll try not to pause as long. I'll try to be quick fire. You're fine. Hey, Mr. Carter. Stick it up your nose with a rubber hose. Ah, shit. I'm done. See, Already, not, yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. I can't do this. I don't think I can either. I literally would have had nothing, but I was just like, oh, John Travolta was in that show and he said this. It's really weird when you're on the spot. I wonder if it would be better in like a group of people. 
Yeah, so you could have like a little train going around, and so when it comes back to you, you've had a little bit of time to, to maybe think about get a pool some. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, probably uh, a good thing for improv is not to start an improv game with like the one that you need like quick recollection. Sure, that's very specific. It was good that we gave. <laughs> we realized dead time was not good, and we're like, nah. Cutting that off. Uh huh. All right. I also, I really didn't think of anything. The one quote I've thought of all day, and I was like, how do I, how am I going to fit this in? What was the one quote you wanted to get into? <laughs> what good is a phone call when you can't talk? Which is from The Matrix. I don't know why that oh. popped in my head. And I don't know how that would come in. Yeah, at how were you going to do that? I know, right? <laughs> you should have at least thought of others on your side that you could, like, maybe swerve it into no nah, i didn't know uh, that's didn't know. okay uh did you ever play one versus 100 on the xbox i did and i loved it i love that shit so much i thought it was fantastic what happened to that i imagine uh i don't know i honestly don't know they must not have had a good turnout after a while but was I it always being think, real crowded i think it lost sponsorship is what happened Hey, uh, here's a question. What's that fucking phone game that's a trivia that they do oh, every HQ. night at nine? That's essentially one versus a hundred. Like, yeah. how are how are they able to get sponsorships? But one versus a hundred wasn't. I don't know because it was a different time. It might have just been ahead well, of its true. time. It was also, I think, Probably it was, was like a TV show, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure, and I think that's maybe I think what it was happened. based off of something originally. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's I a just know shame. It was trivia, and it was fun. I used to play that shit with my family. We had, uh, it was when I was in college, so we had a whole apartment rented out, and we'd all sit there with our girlfriends or whatever doing it. Oh, well, that was several really... times a night. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I loved one versus a hundred. Yeah, did too, man. Yeah, because it was only available for like two hours, right? Seven to nine or some mm-hmm. shit. There's a specific time you had to get in. That was also cool because that's yeah. what, that brought people in. They're like, oh yeah, all right, I know. Yeah, it was. In an age where we started to see, like, the dissolution of, like, oh, I have to tune in at 8 o'clock to watch the X-Files, and we started to get streaming, and you can watch whatever you want at any time, it was, like, one of the only things that was, like, an event you had to do was, hey, at 7 or 8 at night, whatever, I have to tune in to do 1 versus It works well for things like that, because, again, HQ's the same way. It's at, Mm -hmm. like, 3.30 and 9 every day. Yeah. Gotta be there. HQ is essentially just 1 versus 100. I think there should be some, uh copyright <laughs> royalties being paid how do you to somebody. copyright a global trivia i think one versus well if one versus a hundred is a show i think you might have a, a grounds for something there Yeah, but hq has way more than a hundred it's the same concept but with more people that'd be like abc puts out one versus a hundred and then nbc's like one versus 200 it's okay <laughs> because it's more it's I, clearly okay. different yeah <laughs> Man, I don't know. I know nothing about legalese. You want to go toe to toe on bird law, though? There you go. That's go a quote. Toe to toe. God damn it, Charlie! Man. See, man. your illiteracy fucking has doomed us again. So that's what would have happened: is we would have just <laughs> got stuck in like an Arrested Development loop, or that's it, yeah, uh, Always Sunny loop, or just, and we just would have been yeah, yeah round and round. Mm-hmm. It would have been four and a half seasons worth of jokes <laughs> crammed into about twenty minutes. That's we and should, that's what we should do wants. an Arrested Development episode where we talk about it, and it's just gonna be us quoting. All right, I mean, but for he real, he said some he said some great last words. I just blew myself. <laughs> we have to have uh, Casey on. 
for that episode. I'd be down for that. Yeah. We should, along with the Black Mirror that we're going to do at some point, I think we should do like Arrested Development season by season. Okay. We'll bring Casey on for sure. But nice. like, especially with a new one coming out in March, yeah. probably the final one for better. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, we should go through those. Ryan, we're setting new records every week. Hey, I, what is this a segue? Kind of, what are we talking about this week? Parasite Eve. Yes. <laughs> What's the record here? What's I don't the know. You, you brought it up last week when we were rambling forever, and you're like, I think this is the longest we've gone without oh. mentioning <laughs> the episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. That I think, yeah, it was one. the bodyguard, I think. I think we've gotten to the point where, yeah, if you can't read the episode title. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Ah, you know what we do. We fuck around for 10 to 20 minutes at this point. It'll come and then up we talk naturally. About it. That's right. But yeah. Man, Parasite we're... Eve is a game. <laughs> I believe, I want to say right. 1998. I'm not 1998 specifically. Was it right? Am I right? Yes, it's based off of a, the Parasite Eve book that came out in 1994, okay. which was in a movie in 1997, a Japanese movie. Which I saw, it's garbage. Was the novel also Japanese? Yes. Okay. Originally, okay. uh huh. And then the game came out in '98. I know my Parasite Eve history. Well, good. Up I'm until glad. Parasite Eve, and then I did not care about the <laughs> series ever again. <laughs> so, so you were super weeped out about Parasite Eve, the franchise. And then Parasite Eve missed, 2 came out. I was like, it. I'm done. No, I don't <laughs> want this. Never mind. This shouldn't be a franchise. I was wrong. <laughs> that was like the quickest turn. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, th- did you never play this game as a kid? I did. You oh, did I play- loved it. Really? Yeah. This was uh, so one add- of the first five PlayStation One games I got. You're- like it was real close after Final Fantasy VII and Metal wow. Gear. You're gonna you're gonna usurp me in video game hood cred. All right, you ready for this? <laughs> as a kid, did you beat it? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you, man. And I got really far into the Chrysler building. Nice, dude. I did not finish the Chrysler building, but I got really far. I was you were into this. Eight-year-old you is me now. Oh, if it was 98, I would have been 12, 12 at least. You yeah, 12 or 13-year-old Ryan. Uh-huh. He was really fat. This was the fat Ryan. So, like, that's all I was doing was playing Parasite Eve. <laughs> we might still crank down the same, though. Same uh, amount. The, what? <laughs> crank down the same amount yeah 12 year old you probably okay. cranks down a whole hell of a lot okay sure and 34 year old me cranks down a whole hell of a lot oh i see on a daily basis that's what i'm saying oh yeah like, probably yeah 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 we both crank <laughs> we get a crank on talk it's making a jerk off joke ryan i i was not aware that's where it was going <laughs> i'm sorry talking about a 12 year old you, you zigged, i zagged it. it's uh this is terrible what a meat cute <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh this game to me was super fucking hard as a kid it was harder i i remember it being a lot harder did you have a guide as time. a kid i did see i didn't because i was a I weird did. like i don't need oh. this shit i did not have no? the official prima guide though no i didn't even what have, i like, had a was game facts <laughs> yeah i didn't even have <laughs> which that. i used again in 2018 i think i used an ign walkthrough oh did you i like to use those a lot because they give like picture references yeah i didn't know they would have had an updated one otherwise i I usually go with ign walkthroughs because yeah it was game facts actually you're right mine had no pictures and i used those ascii maps the ascii maps Uh that are all just fucking symbols 
Man, it was I've such a nostalgia trip. Assy. I well, Assy's fine. I say Assy, but whatever. We're close. As long as you're like a sigh <laughs> or something. I don't know why I said it like that. Is some it? some theater performer is like real into the correct pronunciation of a sigh. Is it GIF or some horrible pronunciation of a fucking peanut butter? Jive? <laughs> you talking about Jive peanut butter? <laughs> Guess talk about Jive, right? I fucking love Jive. I tell you. Uh, Crunchy Jive? I was always a Peter Pan kid. Really? We grew up on Peter Pan. And honestly, I don't eat a lot of peanut butter now. Ryan, is, is Peter Pan the poor people's? peanut butter it might be i don't know i don't know you don't know about peter pan i do know about peter pan i don't know anybody that's ever eaten it and i don't know if that makes me huh (laughs) that's interesting maybe it is i don't maybe it's a a regional thing i don't know what it is i've seen it a lot and i remember even commercials for it yeah but no could be as far as i've not everybody i've ever known eats jiff which is not the correct pronunciation of Gif. Yeah, Jife. I'm sorry. It's Jife. Jife. Like you Jife turkeys. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't really care about peanut butter anymore. It's not a that's not important to me as an adult. I just really don't eat it anymore. <laughs> it's not important to me as an adult either. I'm not hard fucking nosed on peanut butter over here. <laughs> this is the goddamn hill I am dying on today. <laughs> no, man. Jif is the fucking best. <laughs> Jife! Jife! It's Jife, goddammit. <laughs> With that Jife talk over there. Uh, fucking Parasite Eve, dude. I yeah. tried this was, I tried to play this game probably like three or four times as a kid. No kidding. And the farthest I ever remember getting is like a little bit past the dog fight. That's so I got further. I don't remember anything past the dog fight. I because I, Okay. I remember specifically being on a naval carrier at some point. Like I have an no idea carrier. about that, man. I can't wait. I remember that. To that shit. But cause... that is it. Like that. Otherwise, I remember the dinosaur. I remember everything about that fucking museum level. I remember. I actually don't remember the sewers at all, which is ironic. Uh, I remember everything else from the first half. The second half, I'd. More hazy on. So, we've rambled a lot about the game. Oh, and we're going to keep on. We are. Well, let, let's go ahead and do now, which yeah. is our poorly planned episode discussion format. Let's go ahead. What's Give me a breakdown of Parasite Eve. What the fuck is this game, Ryan? Man, you're going to give this to me on the one that has a bunch of science bullshit on it. So, uh, let me try to get this. Parasite Eve is the story of Aya Bray, who one night goes to a theater on a date she was set up on that she doesn't want. The lead actress locks eyes with her, and then immediately everybody starts catching on fire, just spontaneously combustion. I'm down. At that point, like, fuck yeah, I'm into this game. That's a hell of a start. Yeah. You learn that it's all about mitochondria, which are cells inside of you. Which we have. They, yes. Based in reality. It's slightly... one for this game. Based in reality. Sure. Once the mitochondria is described as a sentient being yeah. that can then start replicating and taking over... It's fiction, dog. It gets way out there. But here's the thing. But mitochondria are definitely a thing. <laughs> this theater, Ryan, that Aya Brea... I think Carnegie Hall specifically. Which is where? New York. And this entire game is placed... In New York. It's real life! 
life, dog. It is. That was fucking huge back when I was like, yeah, a kid. Like, Dude, had any place like really done anything like this? Not to this extent. Yeah. And did you know Final Fantasy VII was originally going to be in New York with a blonde-haired female protagonist? Really? But then they scrapped that. And didn't do anything with that idea. And then went the whole like Midgar stuff and that. But then when Final Fantasy VIII was being worked on, they wanted to do something more with the graphics. And Parasite Eve was like that first step demo reel. It sure was. Which is, you can see like in the character models, they are almost the same like, I don't know. That 3D anatomy As like the Final Fantasy VIII characters. Like they're they're all the same. Similarly, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not the blocky polygons of seven. Yeah, I think because it came out in between those two, it got looked over by a lot of people. I remember this was a game that like dropped in price from like the forty dollars to the twenty greatest hits like real quick. I don't remember this getting overlooked in my group of ultra hardcore PlayStation One RPG fans. Nobody I knew growing up knew about this game. Everybody I knew had this game. They had Final Fantasy VII. They had many of the big ones. Nobody knew about Parasite Eve. I felt like the weeb growing up. And I was like, man, really? Like, you guys don't know about this? It's good. Like, how could you not love it? You're a chick cop in New York City, and it's an RPG, but all your weapons are guns. That's fucking awesome. It is cool, because you usually get Final Fantasy VII was played before this. But it is essentially just a fantasy. You get swords and like melee weapons. Barrett's arm cannon is like slightly different. But it's not the same. Like it was real neat to take like the JRPG aesthetic and just put it into the real world. That you have like a bunch of different guns you can get. Like you have different like armors which are just bullet vests and like things you would have as a police officer. I was down. For all of this, I love, yeah. like, the weapon modification yeah, so, stuff. Yeah, the armor that you get is the bulletproof vest. That's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. The, the attachments you add to guns, which is how you fucking around with guns yeah. in real life. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to put this thing on it that makes it shoot in a triple burst or whatever. Yeah. All kinds of cool shit, man. Yeah. There's tons of customization. You can make this play how you want it to play. The modification system, I think, is brilliant. And it's something... I don't remember from the game when I was playing. I It was something I completely forgot about. And so on this playthrough, I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Like, I got through this game. And once I kind of understood the uh, specific mechanics of the licenses you have to do, like, you have to license your gun, which then can allow it to be modified and add a slot to be modified. And then trading the baseball cards and all that is maybe slightly convoluted and confusing at first. But once I got it, I was like, I think I prefer this to the Final Fantasy VII material system. I think I prefer this definitely to the junctioning system in Final Fantasy VIII. Like, compared to the other Square RPGs at the time, like, I really think this was, like, the sweet spot for me. I I don't know how much... Fuck it. Like, what? This is the year we don't show our fucking... We don't hold our cards anymore? I fucking love this game. I am just like over the moon. And I think this hit hits me. It still fucking hits me. I think this is the perfect kind of RPG game flow style. I love the the vagrant story esque like bubble expanding to pause time. 
and then you do your action. And you can still move around free roam. You can dodge yeah. attacks. So it almost becomes like a bullet hell kind of RPG because you're trying to avoid like yeah. lasers and bullets at times. But it's very engaging too because you're in control and like you got to mm-hmm. fucking pay attention. Yeah. You can't just stand there and press X. Yeah. Um, Even yeah. Laura. Laura is a staunch person who shits on RPGs. She just doesn't understand like why you want to input a move and then wait for that to happen. And this kind of moving around the battlefield and then activating when you want to do the attack, it grabbed her attention. And even like going back, like she didn't grow up with these games. She looks at like the old stuff and she's just like, oh, that didn't, that looks ugly. And I was like, well, it's because you don't know. Like you weren't there for the nostalgia of the PS1 and those chunky, blocky graphics. But even she was like, yeah, I could play this game. I think I might play this game. And she was getting into it because of, how active that battle system is yeah. i i i think it might be one of my favorite rpg battle systems of all time is, i'm gonna put it out there i yeah. love it i think it's fantastic it is it is very well done um mm-hmm. what makes it well done is the story that it's all centered mm. in which we were kind of discussing and then of course you and i we rambled we got sidetracked lot. yeah uh so Back at Carnegie Hall, yes, <laughs> everybody around Ayabrea has just spontaneously combusted. Yeah, in the glorious square uh, CMVs of the time. Yes. Oh, and they were FMVs, fucking... not CMVs. Was, uh, I wasn't going to correct you. I was like, what is the acronym? I was going to let you hang on it because uh-huh. I didn't want to call you out. Well, thank you. What a gentleman. Ah. You are You are a scholar and a saint. But everybody but you has burst into flames and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And so you run off. And go to investigate this chick who you assume has just caused everybody to catch on fire. And you start unraveling things. And other people are dying. And it turns out to be this chick who was the replacement Melissa singer. Who filled mm-hmm. in and turns out reading her diary which she leaves there. You find out that she caused the other girl to burst into flames. And then she fights you in the piano room and turns into a hideous monster. Or has Eve. she already turned into a hideous monster? At this point, she does in the piano room because yes, the okay. whole scene happens. And I remember specifically like those giant claws coming down and begging into the piano as she's growing. Yeah, man, those FMVs, man. I love like the first you got that one with the people spontaneously combust- combusting at the beginning. And then you have the rat kind of growing and ripping apart. And that is I think that's when I was like. This is Me too, literally dude. everything I want from a survival horror game. I'm so fucking in. And I don't, I doubt you had seen it, but as a kid who had seen the thing. I had at this point like because my mom that, also let me see a like, bunch of horror movies. <laughs> Whoa, that was tight. And that's what I love about this game yeah. too is this enemy design. The body that, horror aspect of it. Well, fantastic. yeah, because they're all like real world things that uh-huh. get fucked up by their cells, which mm-hmm. are betraying them. That's why I remember... I think so vividly the the Cerberus dog fight because that first FMV where his head starts splitting in oh, half yeah. slowly like it's not like a quick rip but like you see it like slowly ripping apart I was just like this is like the thing like this is 100% the oh, thing the video game by it. but yeah. they didn't want to pay a copyright yeah. fee you know and I'm okay with that because it's, it's fucking cool yeah. it's Better than any of the fucking monsters in the first few Resident Evil games. Like, I'll take any of these alien things versus, like, Mr. X or Nemesis. I don't like those two, but I like Lickers. And I like Hunters. They're okay. But did you ever get a fucking dope scene of a Licker's face, like, splitting up? 
and then like a no, weird that is, mouth coming out. That is and... such a really cool scene. That and what I love about that too is that before that's happening, like it's showing that that is not a pleasant process that Shiva, the dog, is yeah. going through, and that that really drives a point to at home too. That like this fucking sucks, and then you're also saving like Daniel's kid, or is his name Daniel? I think the kid's name is Daniel. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I don't think it is. The officer. I, I think he's Daniel. Is I'm that pretty right? sure. The the black detective cop is Daniel. Oh. Almost to the point, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. But, yeah, Ramble no. some more. I'm with you. I love I love the whole build-up to that. So, as you're doing all this stuff, you slowly start to see Eve's powers ramping up. You see there's, like, a whole Central Park-like kind of mission, which includes a whole audience just, like, melting, essentially, Slowly just like seeping all kinds of blood and goop and whatever materials from their eyes and turning into like a puddle. And you just keep seeing these things. So, you know, like this shit's serious. Yeah. And then following that mission, you're like, oh, shit, Eve's headed straight for the police department. And so you go back to what is essentially like your home base where it, it's like your starter town in a Final Fantasy seven game is the police station. Sure, yeah, it's your center base. Yeah, and that's you, where you, you go there to, Exactly. You can save there. You can talk to people. It's it's the hub town. Mm. And you go back and then it's all fucking dark. It's broken. People are dead and dying. And the last thing you hear is like, oh, the dog's going crazy. And he was with the kid. Yeah. Is what's the, did you look it up? His name is Ben. Ah, that's right. So is the officer dad Daniel? Yeah. Okay. So Ben is playing with Shiva and then you hear Shiva went crazy and Ben went to go chase her. And I'm like, that's a great fucking horror setup. It is what would happen in a horror movie. And it's very different narratively than kind of what's been happening in the game up to that point. Yeah. You've not necessarily had a goal. You're just kind of like, or what the like fuck's going on? Really I need an to emotional explore. investment. But you oh, yeah. met Ben yeah. earlier in that day when he comes to work with his mm-hmm. dad and you've got a little camaraderie with him and mm-hmm. you've, you've met Daniel and you're... you're supposed to like daniel i like daniel he oh daniel yes yeah. ben i thought was, uh, was I, but still it's a kid man. it's a kid you and don't want to see a kid dog. get yeah. hurt and he's playing with the dog and the dog's sweet it's a yeah. dog come on <laughs> uh-huh and everybody hates when the bad thing happens to the animal and fuck man this game takes advantage it's a of that if it, yeah. it puts kids and dog in danger yep that said there is a little bit of grave danger to the Central Park stuff because you're going in to rescue Daniel's ex-wife and you presume Ben's there. But you find out later Ben was not there. Yeah. But like but that Daniel's ex-wife, ex-wife was. fucking died. Yeah. And then like it's really not brushed up on at all. They're it's, just like, well, shit, she died. That's Ben's it. Mom. Yeah. That's it. And then they give no lip service to her. And again, it's like, oh. I think at but, one point you see the blob in the sewer later, and he was like, so that's my wife or something? I think you're right, yeah. And that's it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, we're not... <laughs> I know, but also at the same... Like, how, how much can you grieve when there's a giant blob that's threatening all of New York City? Yeah. The most pot... You know, yeah. you got, and you got maybe you're in, like, bat, bat shit crazy territory, yeah. too, where, like, there's maybe a hope you could, like, bring the wife back somehow after you oh, sure. Maybe she solidifies... You go full-on sci-fi. No, but, like, at the end, they just shoot her with a bunch of fucking missiles that blob and it's dead anyway. But oh, whatever. Man. This fucking game is <laughs> so tight, dude. And you go to so many places in New York City. Yes. You go to that, that uh, your, your police precinct. 
Mm-hmm. You visit Precinct the Natural 17? History Museum. Uh-huh. You go to Soho. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that Soho? It's uh, Chinatown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Very briefly, but yeah. Yeah. You run through it to get into the mm-hmm. sewers. But There's, yeah. there. It, well, Central that Park? Is, yeah. You go to fucking Central, Central Park. Park. You go to the Carnegie Hall, like we mentioned. You have, like, some harbor you go to very briefly uh and then the chrysler ta- building the chrysler is building. the it's the end game new game plus essentially end game dungeon yeah is what i've always kind of after you play through it again in hard mode then you can do the chrysler building which is yeah rough <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem because what's cool is that it carries over your hard mode it does were you like me and you use a really good weapon for the final boss and then you lost that weapon because whatever weapon you nope. use in the final boss is gone. Yeah, like I, whatever you're equipped with. It's the last shot though. So what you do is you oh. you fuck the boss up with your good one. Because see, I, I read a guide this time, uh, which is why this is the first time I've ever beat Parasite Eve was wh- for this show. Nice, very awesome. I fucking played the hell. I went back. I did the hard mode. I went balls deep into the Chrysler building. I haven't beaten it, but mm-hmm. I do want to. I actually didn't go too deep into the hard mode, but uh, I did it because then you you can really start stat boosting. Because yeah, you, man, you can fucking this game gets so broken. When, I love it. I, I, I love, love that too. Yeah. I love a broken game, and I love doing that and putting that. I love well, that shit. It makes it gives everything a fucking purpose. And so if you yeah. collected a lot of garbage guns, it doesn't matter. You can transfuse them into your gun to give them like good stats even if they're not great. You can get a plus one or a plus two in accuracy or whatever. Fucking great. I'll take that. It makes everything worthwhile. And what's awesome is you, if you store those guns and you, your armor and you pl- start them and then everything you get from that point you can just dump into that shit and it's baller. That's why I did. By the yeah. end of the game, and this is why I lost it, because I was like, I'm not really going to go in hard mode. So, like, whatever happens, happens. But, like, I think the three stats I had were all at least, like, plus 24, 25. Yeah, right? And it was Dude, still not super easy for me on the final boss. I think I've got a fucking rifle that has, like, a burst shot. That's what I did. That no also, burst. No burst. It has me. burst, but also fires in, like, a three-round burst. And the burst shots have, like, sleep and fire. Yeah. And so, dude, you're just fucking shredding stuff. That's I had sleep and acid and yeah. then a yeah. times two. Yes. Because I wanted the big damage hits. Because I did a times five into it earlier. Because, yeah, it spreads it out. That sucks. It's the same amount of damage, yes. but it spreads it out. So that's why it's better to go with, like, Which the is two or the three. horrible. It's designed weird as fuck. because yeah. it just leaves you vulnerable exactly. because you can't move around. And that's at why that they point. say it's not worth it to go above anything yeah. plus two. Because I was like, uh, times two works. Oh, times three is not bad. So I was like, oh, times five. Yeah, give me five yeah. times the damage. Nope, it's not that. And it, Again, that's, uh, that's, was that's the convolutedness that I would. Uh, I wanted to disagree with that. You said it earlier uh, that you understood it. As a kid, I didn't get this at all. The the weapon upgrade system and the, the licensing and. I mean, I don't think I got it as fully as I did, but again, I was able to get through the game without too many problems, so I must have had some inkling of it, well, but it's something I don't remember at all. It's also mostly my fault, because yeah. up to this point, the only other RPG I'd ever played was Final Fantasy VII. Which so fair, this was like yeah. the second RPG I think I'd me too, played. yeah, so, I, me too. 
Uh, I was only used to getting cooler weapons from like enemies or chests. Oh yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. I wasn't using a guide, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't. You just get a new gun. You're like, oh, cool, this is better. It's a new gun. You would think, yeah, it wasn't always the case. Most often, wasn't the case at all. Yeah, but I didn't know that, and I I just did terrible at this game the first mm-hmm. few times I tried to play it. Yeah, it doesn't help. I think after the dog, and this is maybe where some of my slight criticisms come in, and they're very, very slight. But, like, after the Shiva boss fight, you're given the opportunity to go to Chinatown in the sewers or the Natural History Museum. And I think both are entirely too long and maze-like, especially since... The sewers are literally just repeated textures and screens over and over and over and over and over again. If you're not using a guide, you're I would get... fucking hate that. And, good and I even used the yeah. guide when it came to the the Natural History Museum. And that was still like a lot of fucking work navigating that place. And a lot because of it's just too big. And, yeah. yeah. And that would be my only complaint. I think those two final dungeons are just a little bit too much. They're They're too big. I think I got through most every other level. Like you, you go to Central Park, and it's like a nice hour and a half to two hours. You're there. You go into uh, all these places, and it's kind of quick. Zoo. The zoo's part of Central. Yeah, Park. that's right. Yeah, but it, it all goes kind of quick. It I got does. to I got to the the sewers, and that was like two and a half, three hours. I'm like, oh, it's getting a little longer. That fucking history museum for me took me like four to five hours this time. It was just long i agree with you fully on the sewers uh i i half agree on the natural history museum i think it's more interesting in the museum because they switch things that's up a also little the bit. problem is that it's not interesting enough and that's yeah. where the issue because even though it is a museum still everything also starts to kind of look the same and they mm-hmm. try to break that up with like the jungle room yeah but st- which that room always reminded me of final fantasy 8 Ooh, uh, what part? It's just, you're like running, it's like a long hallway, but there's all like this jungle overgrowth. And that, yes, yeah. That uh-huh. reminded me of Final Fantasy VIII when you're in the training center. And oh, the, okay. You know what okay. I'm Yes, yeah. I hated the training center. Uh, everybody does, <laughs> especially when you run into those T-Rexars. They're, yeah. way, they're way overpowered for where you're at. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, could you could run into them. In the demo, right? In the demo, and in like, dude, you can run into them when you're like level three after you first start the game. I think I remember running to them into the demo, and then when I played the game, I was like, ah, I know, I don't have a fucking chance there. They they fucking wrecked (laughs) your butthole early on. Yes, yeah. They've many, many uh, just a a ruined game because you didn't save and. uh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think there's really any part in parasite eve where you could really fuck yourself with a save i I think you might at the very very end i think there's a couple because i think that's what happened to me like i could beat shiva but after shiva then you can if you beat shiva then you can go back to where you've been minus Carnegie hall and like farm i guess so i didn't know that either yeah you know what i forgot completely about this game the world map and you know what i love about this game the world map i love like the little 3d view of yeah. new york that you rotate around and i love like the really kind of industrial music the it's also you're in a helicopter and there's that helicopter sound effect too of the world oh map. that's right yeah yeah, and yeah that's yeah, why yeah. it rolls around and uh-huh. goes, yeah, when it zooms in because it's the helicopter landing because i love it it's such a fucking mission that gotta... i again 
I think it's one of my favorite world maps. And it's it's, it's super simple because all you're doing is pressing left or right and then the copter goes yeah. in. Yeah, but like it's a touch they didn't have to do. Like they made a little 3D New York with primitive PlayStation 1 graphics. It's, it's fucking cool, so, man. I, I, it's quaint. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really gnarly game that has so many cool aspects that uh, you don't even see in games nowadays. No, and I really wish you would. Uh, I think this is... I don't know. It was innovative for the time, and I think it's still a game where there's really like maybe two or three other games like it. I can name Vagrant Story off the top of my head, and that's it. I'm not going to rule out possibilities there's something similar, but even Vagrant Story is just a typical fantasy RPG. Yeah. You know? This was something different. The survival horror RPG... That was the other aspect of it. It came thing. out around the time of like Resident Evil Two and all, that, and like survival horror was a big yep. thing. And this was, it did get into that weird, mm-hmm. almost like spooky atmosphere yeah. shit going on all the time. And it did, and I think it works well here. Yeah, and it really does. This was always maybe my preference to the Resident Evil PlayStation One games. Like this is what I dug. I, I enjoyed this much more, much more. I I, I know you're more. different. Yeah. I know you're different, but I don't know. I, I just, I really dig it. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this. So at one right. point, <laughs> so this was mind-blowing to okay. like 12, 13, 14-year-old me. A major plot point in this game is Eve breaks into a hospital to steal sperm yeah. to impregnate herself. Yeah. And this, they yeah. just fucking talk about it. Because, yeah, it's happening. This is why... This was one of, I think, Squaresoft's... This was their first M-rated game. I and so, the yeah. only one they had for a long, long time. Yeah. And it is, I think, because of the sexuality that comes into it. It is. Because it's so... And it's so mature. Kudos to them. Yeah, it's because, very mature. And, it, and, and, like, in the best possible way, it's not just, like, graphic because they can be, but, like... It's matured enough, like, playing it now as a 32-year-old, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is not just, like, this a kid's game. Like, this telling. is like, Yeah, it was engaging. As as a 14-year-old, I remember laughing at, like, oh, oh yeah. my God, she's stealing sperm. <laughs> but it's because that game is rated M. I shouldn't have been playing it at that age. Sure. I didn't. You I were couldn't immature. Yeah, <laughs> way immature. I shouldn't have been playing this game. I didn't get it. Uh-huh. I couldn't respect it. Yeah. It's weird because I was the same way. I was like, holy shit, man. This is actually some fucking wild shit for 1998 on the PlayStation. Fuck yes, it was. And yeah. It's deep. It is. And I think the characters are like really solid too. Like your little trio of Aya, Daniel, and is it KG Meda? It's Meda. M A E D A is his last name. I, well, I, I wanted to bring this guy up earlier because he's so like. It's the part that points to that this game was made by a bunch of Japanese people. Because he's like this Japanese scientist student who's like super brilliant and like... Uh-huh. I, I love he's, this guy. He's, he's essentially awesome. Otacon. Yes, he's, he's Otacon. He's the pre-Otacon. Yes, exactly or actually, no, that. probably about the same time. I think they just got lucky. Their games were like a year apart from each other, but... Yeah, I, I love all three of the characters. I think they're great. I love, love just like the in-game cutscenes too. And I think they use the camera in very clever ways. Like, I love when you're going between two different places and you're doing, like, the car conversations. Oh, yeah. And the shots that they have are, like, actually good cinematic shots. It's 
fucking blocking it's PlayStation like, One. But it's from graphics, like out but, in front, looking into the police car back, yeah. and there's shit zooming by on the sides. You can and, practically imagine like the fucking screen they put behind it. That yeah. is a projector. It's I love it. I I just it's got man, a little touch of that noir. It does. I I'm down for every part of this game. I think the end is bullshit. So let's talk about the end. <laughs> So it's fucking wild because Eve successfully does impregnate herself and then makes like she wins the creepiest fucking thing ever. Because I remember my friends. The li- All right. There are many stages of this in typical square fashion. This final I'm thing. Talking specifically What's the creepy one? Creepy demon crying baby. The very first one that comes Holy out of fuck, the water. Dude. Okay. He's got like the weird ass eyes and. I was less into creepy demon baby. I'm not into him. He's just fucking creepy. And <laughs> oh, I mean, I, me I don't think he was creepy. And I oh, kind of like, I chuckled a little bit. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then he turns into... Then he grows wings. Yeah. And I know the second boss revolves around you shooting the wings off. And then they become their own thing. Yeah. Flying around. And then the First third shot, one becomes like just Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he's like the perfect being, and yeah. he just levitates, and he's uh-huh. super smooth, and yeah, I'll be I, I think Eve works kind of in her. All right, there are a few designs I don't care for in this game. One is the crocodile. I I think I agree. It's kind fully. of childish. It's chi- and it's not really threatening. No, and it, it could have been so much more. It kind of looks like a Dragon Quest monster. Yeah. Like it's not. It, yeah. It's too. It's too nice. For this world. Like, I just don't think it fit aesthetically. But then, I really just... I don't like any stage of the baby at the end. I don't think any of it really works for me aesthetically. I think I I let... I get the perfect perfected being at the end and where he goes to. That said, they had just done this with fucking Sephiroth. Yeah. And Genova in Final Fantasy VII. So I don't know if I think that's really a good thing or if it's just kind of tropey. I don't like the designs of it. But like Eve, I, also don't know. I loved Eve every step of the way. I love that they really went for it with like pregnant Eve and like fucking put like seven tits on her. Like, oh, yeah. And showed it. I was like, God damn, like the balls on you. Good fucking job. It's rated M. It's mature, damn it. I yeah, it. This one took me back. I think a lot of M-rated games you would go back to nowadays from the PlayStation 1 era, and you'd be like, oh, that probably shouldn't have been M-rated. This one kept kind of surprising me. I was like, shit, the ball's on this fucking game. (laughs) Like, they keep doing it. That's a very New York thing to say. The fucking ball's on this fucking game, huh? Look at this fucking guy. You got seven fucking tits on her. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Have you driven a cabbie in your past? Acting? <laughs> that guy's my favorite. I love him. <laughs> I Man, love him. So, I wonder just, like, how much of that is crunch? Like, well, you gotta get this fucking game out, idiots. All right? I think it might be. We gotta, we gotta get shit done. Because I think yeah. the, the whole battleship part is sort of like... Real quick. Yes. Real quick. I'm pretty sure that was gonna be a dungeon at some point. Was... And then they switched it up to a... Uh, Get chased by a monster and you're dead at one touch. Yeah. Thing, which I'm not a fan of for the final fucking thing, which would then I didn't do it, luckily, because I cheated and I read it ahead because I remember something like this. And I was like, I think there's something really fucked at the I end. I do remember that, too, which is a it's a here. one hit. T- All right. So after you do, I, is it three or four stages? I think it's three. three. 
after three stages of boss fights. Then you have to do kind of like a maze in PlayStation 1 bad camera tank graphics um, to get away from this perfect being. And if they touch you, you die. Yeah. That's it. And then you start the whole fucking boss fight over again. You don't start at like him chasing you. You go back to square fucking one. And I don't know about you, but I had fucking trouble with the boss this time. I can make it real easily to the perfect being. Uh, the And then I just got fucked. Perfect being hits really hard. I, I totally agree with you there. I remember Actually, uh, there is a fourth because it evolves a little bit to a point where every time you hit it, it only does one damage until you get made a special gun. Oh, yeah, when Daniel, yeah. which is awesome, Daniel. Which is a fantastic scene. Uh-huh. He has to give you this special gun, which, yeah, and he does it uh, by jumping out of a helicopter in the middle of the ocean. Because anything besides Aya within a certain range of this thing will burst into flames. So Daniel jumps out of this helicopter into the fucking circle, burst into flames, throws the gun at you, and then splashes into the ocean so he gets the fire put out. It's so fucking badass. It's fantastic. It's, it's a, so fucking awesome, dude. It's I that's how you pay off a character. Yeah. Like if you want a character to have like a good arc and like a big moment, like that's a fucking moment to go yeah. out on. Like I'm with you. It's I so loved fucking it. epic. And then you get the gun and then the you, gun's fantastic too. <laughs> you finally Well, but that's another you don't play Resident Evil, but that's an absolute Resident Evil trope where the uh, last boss is you survive long enough to where a character comes by and somebody throws you a rocket launcher uh, and then it was you like, blow I think up the big boss. That happens in five. It happens for in sure. almost or four. every fucking Resident Evil. Is that right? Everyone? Yeah. Almost every like, single one. I'm it's, a little familiar with that. It's their trope and like their little there's Resident Good Evil on for you. you. Not all of them, but like a lot of them. Most of them. Okay. Yeah. I, this game's kind of like that. I like that. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I, I don't like have that. a problem with that. Um, I don't have really a problem with anything in this game. Now, being got, an adult and understanding I've it. I've got quibbles and that's it. Man, I, just small, small quibbles. Like, even now, I want to just jump back in and play this game again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to the fact that we are going to cover two as well at least two yeah. i don't know if i can do third I don't birthday do third because birthday. i don't have a psp i own it and a psp and we can try it but i've played it and it is nothing heard, like yeah you, so that's what i've heard well it's, get, it's get ready even... for parasite eve 2 i think uh adapts the resident evil controls they do away with the system entirely and yeah. it's essentially resident evil i remember as a kid liking parasite yeah. eve 2 a lot more than parasite eve and that's probably because i was the resident evil kid true so. it's also i think a lot of like military stuff too. well it's a lot darker and it's a lot yes. more survival horror-y. yes yeah. it is yeah which turned me off to it and i think I, that turned me on to it. i, like I it remember the scene of like the girl turning into something in a diner like Maybe, yeah i uh starts off with the, i think it's early on in the game and there's like a, a blonde girl with glasses and then like the mitochondria revolve oh. and she just like starts to like transform almost like american werewolf style like just Things are stretching that they shouldn't. Like her back spine is like ripping out. I don't out. remember this scene at all. This is it's awesome. Horrifying. Like I'm it fucked this. me up as a kid, and awesome. like it sold me. I saw that before <laughs> I even played the game, and I bought it for that. And then I played it a little bit past that because it's early on. I was like, yeah, I don't like this game. So I would love to go back to it now. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it too. 
Yeah. Because I remember loving it and not liking this one. I don't and think I understood the Resident Evil controls very well as a kid, and I think I might do better now. At 34 now, as I fucking loved this game. And I'm looking forward to that one. So. Me too. Ryan. Yeah. On a scale. Fuck, what are we going to use here? Uh, there's anything you can do. A mitochondria, you can I was go gonna, with. See, I was thinking mitochondria too, but uh, all right, I got stage it, I got it. Uh, performances. Well, I was gonna... <laughs> all right. So on a scale of one to six, Lucky Charms, the, oh. the Japanese scientist gives you sure. throughout the course of this game. Is that in all right? So I didn't get very far into the the second playthrough. Is that including second playthrough? Because I, I only got three by I, the end I of the first think playthrough. It's five or something? I don't know. I'm just okay. saying six. Well, I only got three, but out of six lucky charms, sure, yes, because he gives you lucky charms throughout the game, which really they, they don't, don't do, do anything. No, nope. they affect the game in no way nope. at all, but they fill up your inventory, which is a finite system. He's a fucking dick. Because you can't get rid of them. Use that AP, up that inventory right away like I did, yep. and then your game is nice and easy. But on a scale <laughs> of one of those, presumably good Lucky Charms. Sure, yeah. Six of them. Six being the best you can yeah. give. Yeah, yeah. What are you giving this? Six. I know. I don't even have to think about it. Yeah. This is Me too. easily Six. one of my favorite PlayStation 1 games. I think it's aged gracefully, more gracefully than... Some of the Final Fantasy games. Oh, yeah. And uh, many other PlayStation games. I love it. I think it is the perfect, maybe introductory RPG for people. Could if, be. If, if somebody is unsure if they like RPGs, I would show them this. If yeah. they're okay with gore and kind of like some of the darker theme, I would absolutely go Parasite. If you are mature, yeah. because the game is rated M, people, <laughs> okay? It is. God, God damn it. God damn it. Don't be buying these Only games for, for your kids, parents. Or Walmart employees that sell them to obviously 12-year-old kids. I just had to send my parents. <laughs> I I would write down what M-rated games I want on a list. And yeah. be like, I would like this. Here's my $40. Can you please get this next time you're at Borders or FYE? I remember writing... <laughs> For your entertainment. Writing too deep on my buddy's scooter to the Walmart to buy... We were too deep on a scooter... Mind you, because we were not old enough to drive a car, which is still two years younger to be able to buy a mature rated game. That's uh huh, uh huh, yep. But yet we're driving a fucking scooter to the Walmart to buy Silent Hill, which is a fucking mature rated game. And some dude's gonna be like, "Sure, kids, here you go, have fun." <laughs> oh man, I had to make a case every time I, I got an M rated <laughs> game to my parents, and I have to explain. I did why it was m-rated to, to get it anything. yeah conquer's bad fur day that was the one i that, couldn't get oh that was the only one and that was 96 so i was what, like 10 oh that's not that old yeah that the see now that that type of mature that's game fair. no i think that's the perfect age for a kid to play that game it's dumb stupid crass toilet humor it's not a seven titty right. fucking mitochondria twisted beast it is not, but I like that you brought the seven-titted mitochondria beast. God, I don't know. There's That probably is striking like a weird kind of thing in my head. <laughs> some, I don't know. Some it's like Freudian there's something thing. like, I don't know. You know, I don't hate her right now. Like, yeah, what's up with this? Huh? Yeah. E, what you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I like uh I had to make a case. And I think Conquer I think it could work for a teenager or an older person. Yeah. I think it's a lot like a Kevin Smith movie. Not for a ten year old. Your parents made the right choice. I absolutely. <laughs> right absolutely. Choice. Yeah. But yeah, like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, they can play Conquer's Bad Fur Day. For sure. For Sure. For sure. I definitely should not have been playing Parasite Eve, probably. Mostly because I just, I lack the emotional maturity yeah. to really understand the story. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't give it a fair shake. So. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I think, is a first. We not only gave out perfect scores, Can but we... we both did at the same time. I don't oh. think we've ever given a perfect score Together? at the same time. I don't think so. I probably would have during Annihilation if you didn't make it out of like 2,600 or whatever. Dude, I don't You remember. did a so high number, so I did whatever it was minus one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I think this is this is me. Me and your wife got pretty drunk for that annihilation oh episode. God, it was just fucking book talk. I know, like, and I hated it. But guys, I'm sorry, yeah. guys, we saw a movie tonight. We're not talking about the book or controversies ah! about the book. Ah! <laughs> who cares if it's all women? It's good. It doesn't matter. Let's is talk it, about the good. It's the good. Yeah. Who cares? Hey. Hey. Hey, uh, hey man. Those were perfect closing arguments a while ago. <laughs> so we're gonna stop here. This could be like an after credits thing. No, I, there's I, no goodbye. You just fucking cut <laughs> in the middle of the episode somewhere, <laughs> and then there's a 30 minute credit scene, which is just the rest of the episode. <laughs> we will. We should do that sometime. That would be awesome. April Fool's. <laughs> anyway, we got one of those coming up. I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. Later, fools. We love you guys. I do at least. <laughs>